There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Saints Happy Hour needs your support. We need money to buy the finest meats and cheeses to pay Thomas in Poland. We need money to buy show intros like Sean Payton and to have mediocre audio. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And access to our private Discord channel to talk Saints 24-7 and the world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Annual patrons get a month for free. So go sign up at saintshappyhour.com and support the show. Do it. Go right now. Go to saintshappyhour.com. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite sports teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account and when you deposit make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk free visit symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk free that means even if you lose money symbol will refund your initial deposit no questions asked join symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite sports teams I think this is the greatest breaking news podcast we've ever had. We are on the Spotify Green Room because it's Wednesday, but it's a special episode of the Spotify Green Room. Uh, it is a welcome home party for Mark Ingram. The Saints traded for the second leading rusher in Saints history. They rescued him from the abyss that is the Houston Texans. Uh, It's just amazing. Andrew Jude will be, I'm sure, hopping along with us in just a little bit. Um, I will freely admit, I love the transaction. The transaction is almost as fun to me as a regular season win and this one just feels so good and and i want people to jump in and give me your reaction i found out about the news five minutes before i went into my therapy for my uh crippled leg uh with my trainer and i got the news 
my Twitter wasn't working. It was, I had all these notifications, but it wasn't working right. Uh, Thomas actually broke the news for me because he gave me a breaking news graphic that the Saints traded for Mark Ingram. And I saw it in my Twitter uh, direct messages, which was just, um, which was just amazing. Um, listen, this trade to me, the reason why it excites me, not only is Mark Ingram probably going to break the rushing record, probably not against Tampa, but he's got a real good shot to break that thing against Atlanta. Can you imagine the Saints breaking, Mark Ingram breaking the all-time rushing record against the Atlanta Falcons in the Dome? It will be amazing. Matt, I'll get to you in just a second. The other thing that I want to talk about is, and this is what has me super excited about the trade. Players, they get disappointed. They get excited about the trade. This trade, Saints fans, we got Dave with us. Uh, Dave, I'm going to forget what I said. Your boyfriend is back. You, you said you'd give us 10 minutes. Is this the greatest trade in Saints history? I'm giving you maybe five minutes. Yeah, boy, the paint's getting back together. I cannot believe this, although in many ways I can believe it because this makes total freaking sense. First of all, we need a running back, a power running back like Mark Ingram. Uh, We've got to take the weight off of Kamara. He's carrying too much of the load. Um, He needs help. Uh, So on the field, yes, I think this is great. Like you said, He's going to break Deuce's record. That's coming within two weeks now, at, at least. Uh, I just made a claim for him in my fantasy football league. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yes. you know, second of all, I, you know, I think like you said, you know, I think this is huge for team morale. I think this is huge for the – I was just going to say that. that. I think this is huge for team morale. I think this is huge for the locker room. Mark Ingram was always well-loved. Um, best comedy duo uh, is back together. I am so, we were just talking about this. I'm so excited for post game era and Ingram topless, just joking around. Uh, <laughs> again, um, I mean, this is just, yeah, no, I mean, this is like just a good kick in the pants. I think this is going to be great. I think it's, I, I, this is, this was a no brainer. This really was a no brainer. I mean, everybody, I think, I think everybody, a- Andrew. Andrew, greatest Saints trade ever since we've been having this podcast, I think. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm excited for Dave. He gets his bow back and good, good for him, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy. He loses Latavius. He gains Mark back. You know, it's like one door closes, another one opens. You know, all that. It's funny. That it's, it's, that's, very, that's very true. I have, um, I, I'm kind of like a serial monogamist. I'm just, I'm always in a relationship with somebody else. So, you know, I'm never just single. Ralph, you can back me up on this. I have some people on staff that uh, give me intel that are, and it's not Zach Streif. So I feel like I always have to say that. It's not, it's not Zach, yeah. you know, not but me. you know this. There, there's someone on staff in particular that I've told you about that I'm not going to source here. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, that's the first person I texted because, I know this person uh, is very close to Mark Ingram and wanted to get this person's take as soon as this happened. And, you know, the feedback that I got is just, and Dave is spot on. Like Dave is is saying this out of like, 
Davis probably basing this off the reaction on social media and the history with Mark Ingram. But what I can tell you from a person inside the locker room that just texted me 30 minutes ago is everyone is just so excited for right down from like equipment managers. It's not just, it's not, it's not just, it's not just the players. (laughs) Like it's, it's the coaching staff. It's the equipment managers. Like Mark Ingram I don't think we appreciate his fans we, because we don't know. But he left a lasting legacy and impression on... The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Everyone in that building, and it's because he treated everyone the same. And there's a Craig Robertson uh, personality and mentality to him, which was just like, he brought the best version of himself every day mm-hmm. to everything that he did, not just practice, but like interacting in the cafeteria, interacting with the staffers when he's doing yoga with, with people like not, that's what I've been told about Mark Ingram. And, and obviously the imprint that he left on Alvin Kamara, I mean, those guys are still to this day, best friends. Like he's still, does a podcast with Cam Jordan for God's sakes. And so right. yeah. the level of enthusiasm and just everyone is over the moon that he's back. And so I don't, I, I don't know what he, I don't know I what he's going to do Sean on the Payton, field, but all I will say is just like in the locker room culture wise, this is huge. It was, it was, it was a mistake to even let him go yes. in the first place. Yes. And, 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 and like they, you know, the I, old- I like Latavius Murray. But they, yeah, I, they should I, have I, never I, fucking done that shit. Yes. The, Here's my question. The, you know the how, old adage is, you know, if you love something, you let it go. And if it loves you back, it will return to you. And that is you, what has happened. We let Mark go. And you know what? This is true love. This is true love. He deserves to be here in New Orleans. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you, you know who I'm happy for? You know who I'm happy for most? Connor fucking Payton. Because he's the fucking reason Mark Ingram is in New Orleans right now. (laughs) Connor freaking Payton. Andrew, you text your boy Connor and you tell him the band is getting back together. Wait, Uh, why are you saying that? You don't remember? Sean Payton drafted Mark Ingram because Connor Connor Payton like practically begged him (laughs) 
and was like, dude, you got to get Mark Ingram. You got to draft Mark Ingram. And this is like when Connor was like 13 or something. Okay, I'm texting him right now. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, I am going to get out of here. But like, no, seriously, like this is awesome. And again, yeah, just even for Alvin Kamara, uh, I think it's going to be great for him on and off the field. And um, yeah, you, that, that's a good point, Andrew, that you mentioned, uh, you know, that, yeah, he's got a podcast with Cam Jordan. And I mean, they're still buddies. I mean, this is like really, I don't think he's ever he, really he has roots. He has roots. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has roots and he's yeah. fully connected he's, to the city. Do you think, because I know Sean Payton is big with, like, sending a message to the team and, like, putting yo-yos in the locker room. Remember the the NFC Championship, he, like, wheeled in the million dollars. Do you think he, like, brought the team together today and, like, had everybody in the meeting room and was like, Mark's coming home? And just like the the room went nuts. I wonder if they did that. Like, I just not, got, they wouldn't I got do that for I one I one hundred Ralph. I one hundred percent know that happened. <laughs> I love that. I got goosebumps. I love. It. I did. Like, I think there's goosebumps inside the entire locker room because I mean, Mark. Here's the thing. Mark never wanted to leave. He never yeah. wanted to leave. Yeah. And all of it transpired where it's like you got to take this offer. And Mark was like, no, I, I think I'm worth more than that. And they're like, well, we're offering it to Latavius Murray. And so, like, if you don't take this now, you're out. And he's like, well, I think I'm making double that. So I guess I'm out. And then, you know, there was this, there was this game of chicken. Yeah. And they signed, they signed Latavius Murray. And then Ingram ends up signing for basically the same money that Latavius Murray got in New Orleans. And it was like, it was a bummer all around. It was just kind of like, yeah. what the hell, dude? You really went to the Ravens for the same money we just signed Latavius Murray yeah. for, and he's like, "I know, fuck." Like that—that's—that's that's the that's the um, intel I got was that as soon as Mark Ingram signed the deal, he was just like, "Fuck, what just happened? Like, why, why, why did I miss out on going back to yeah. New Orleans?" And so, like, that was the vibe all around. So he's pumped to come back. The whole city—I'm telling you. Everyone is so pumped about this. And and like he's gonna who do, knows he's gonna how he's the, gonna do on the field, but it's just it's just great. He's gonna do the who dad chant Sunday. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Like Oh, he has yeah. to. Matt, Matt's with us. Matt, um, I'm looking at his Texan stat. They're not he's not like great, but he's not terrible. You know, Texans are it's not it's you know, it's kind of terrible. I mean he's still the he's the best hunter back that they had. Like he averaged in 3.2 yards per carry, but you look at the other running backs and they ain't doing better. Really shows yeah. how terrible the Texans are. What's, what's Philip Lindsay at, people? Matt? Uh, let's see. I know he, he hasn't – like, Texas tried to play this uh, three-running back scheme. Like, remember when we had Ingram, Pearson, and Camara, and it was an mm-hmm. epic disaster? Same, same thing except uh, not all three running backs are able to do jack, jack shit. Let's see. You know, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's even worse. He's got 97 <laughs> yards on 38 carries. That is oh less than three God. yards per carry. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Andrew. And I know you talked about how the building is so excited, but and they love marketing. But I think it also says to them, you know, we look at the Saints as, oh, they're in a transition year. But I think this sends a the thing to the locker room that, the, that, that it says to the players, Hey, this season, it can be something special. And we're doing what we always do. We're going out and we're getting players 
to help us win. And oh, by the way, it's just a beloved guy. But I think it does, I think it sends a real message that the Saints are in it completely in 2021. And look, we knew that we knew it before they did this, but I think it sends a really fun message. And it just makes it just makes 2021 so potential for so much fun. And I, I love fun. Fun's yeah, good. Fun yeah. works. I got to call out Clay Rich here, who's coming at me for saying, is this the same source who said Mark um, MT would play against Seattle? Again, I just want to remind everyone, the Michael Thomas thing, that wasn't like a, a personal source. That was Curtis Johnson, the Saints receivers coach, who put that out <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, like, that's right. He put that, that out there for the whole world to hear it. That wasn't the, yes, that wasn't I thought that Michael Thomas. Yeah, I thought that Michael Thomas was going to play just like all of us did because of what Curtis yeah. Curtis said. So <laughs> you can blame the Saints receivers coach for what he put out there, not me. And what I heard about Mark Ingram is completely different, and that is a source. And Dude, him and him and Brandon Cooks are you at want? the World Series. They're at the World Series tonight. Uh, Budrich, do you think who is Brandon Cooks and Mark Ingram? They're at the World Series tonight. Together? That's what that's what I was told on Twitter. Oh, interesting. So, you, Budrich, do you think do you think that Brandon Cooks got on speakerphone with Sean Payton when Mark was there, and he's like, "Bring me two. Come make me make me a package deal. Get me out of here." With the- <laughs> I, uh, I still kind of hate Brandon like, Cooks. I'm I'm kind of yeah, glad that he's having to suffer through this. He, he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. But based on the tweet that, uh, you know, he sent out after the Mark Ingram news broke out, I think he wanted to be back in the morning. He's like, listen, I got to get out of here. This is a shit show. All right. I, I want to go to a winning team. I want to be back in a postseason. This, this sucks. This, yeah. That, that's my entire uh, thing. Yeah. Now I'm looking at uh, you know David Johnson, the other running back. Said the man ha- has oh he doesn't God. even have double digit carries. He the most amount of carries he's had is seven. And, and this is the guy <laughs> that they traded for in that D Hopkins trade, who's now a oh third well a third string running back that's barely getting snaps. Do we uh, know what Mark Ingram was traded for? Do we know what we gave up for him? That's my guess is it's going to be a conditional late round pick, and it'll probably be twenty twenty three or something. I promise you, the Texans yeah. are not asking for a lot. Even though, you know, how much we love Ingram, it's probably it's probably something really low. Like I'm willing to bet twenty. It's probably a six round or something. Yeah, but, uh, Matt, thanks for joining us. We got a bunch of people that want to want to talk. So I, I uh, just, I, I mean, Ralph, are you most excited about the post game conferences with him? And yeah, oh yeah, Kamara? like my my dream. Like I don't, I don't even care if he has like three carries for seven yards. Yeah. No, no. If the he does a post game conference with Camaro, like it's it's all good. The dream scenario for me is a play Ingram Sunday, five carries, twelve yards, two touchdowns, <laughs> and they win. And him and Camaro are back post game like he never left. Like that's my dream. That's my dream scenario. Dylan, what you got? Are you there, Dylan? I'll give you. Uh, yo, Dylan. Yo. Yo, there we go. I there just wanted is. to say, who fucking dat? Great move. Let's go. That's right. Let's beat Brady on Sunday and let's ride. 
Let's go. <laughs> Dylan, you, Dylan, you sound like you're at a bar. I'm, at, I'm in a hotel lobby in Orlando <laughs> right now. But I saw you guys were on, and I just wanted to say, I watched the Saints and Seahawks game in a hotel lobby on Monday, screaming, talking shit to other Tampa fans that were here. And I just wanted to say I was representing the Houdat Nation. And I'm loving this season. Four and two, baby. Now, Dylan, Dylan, you're a yeah. weatherman. You have a blue check mark on Twitter because you're you're a weatherman. That's I'm right. Gonna, what can you tell us about bomb cyclones? Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately for the Saints, we we avoided the worst of the bomb cyclone in Seattle. The weather the weather was a lot worse down in uh, yeah down in San, San Francisco. Francisco the night before. It kind of peaked before it. It got up into Seattle, so we kind of lucked out with the weather a little bit. And fortunately, our kicker was better than their kicker, so the weather didn't didn't affect us as much as their kicker. Um, did you did you chase storm and dive head first into the eye to soften the blow for the Saints in Seattle? I I did I did rain dances. I did I did a lot of things to <laughs> to to make sure the the the, the weather gods cooperated for the Saints. But uh, yeah, no, I, nice. and I and I will continue to do that. Um, but God, I, look, I saw Ralph's tweet earlier, and I couldn't agree more. I don't know. I don't think we're a Super Bowl team, but I'm having so much fun watching this team, guys. I'm it's loving so it. So, yeah. I mean, I just think I just think it makes it more fun. And 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 thanks, Dylan. And, well, and that, that, this- that's the thing, Ralph. Ralph, like that's the thing. Like I. I it's exactly what Dylan just said. Like, I don't think the Saints are winning the Super Bowl this year. I really don't. And so it would be great to trade for Brandon Ayuk, and it would be great to make all these moves and, I mean, get, get the Sean Watson, let's say. Like, that would be, like, the craziest thing that they could do, right? Like, I, I would love for the Saints to do all these moves. But, like, at the end of the day, I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl. So it's just, like, how can we make the season the most fun possible? And, and 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 here's the thing: it's fun because we're gonna Mark's gonna break the Russian record. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait! Dude. He sure deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, man. totally. And it's just like it's sports is about it to, for me as I get older. It's it, look, I, you want to win championships. I'm the, the the Astros are in the World Series as, as I speak. I hear my wife clapping in the background. But you want to win championships. My wife. My wife. I'm not gonna lie about that. But here's the thing: like you want moments too. You want the Drew Brees breaking the passing record, Mark. You want all those – you want those moments. And we're going to get that moment with Mark where they're going to stop the game. Hopefully it will be at home, and he'll be the all-time Saints leading rusher, which he should be. And I just think it's it's so uh, enjoyable. Um, and I, I just – I love I love this season so much. Joey, what do you – Ralph, I, I have two que- – I, go Ralph, on. I got two questions for you before we go to Joey. Uh, what, what the first one is – are you retro? Retro. I, I gotta ask this for my buddy Samir, who is addicted to the <laughs> to the breaking, breaking news, news siren. Are you gonna go back and and drop the breaking news siren into no, the beginning of this, I did, of this show? I rigged my computer. I played the breaking news siren through my computer into my phone. I did it live, and it was like twenty five seconds long. Of me screaming. Oh, that's glorious. That's <laughs> glorious. Okay. Uh, how many weeks? The second question, how many weeks is it going to take Mark Ingram to break the record? Two. Two. He's getting it next week. He's getting it against Atlanta. You think you think he's getting eight, 89 yards in two weeks? Lock. Lock of the year. 
He's wow. getting, he'll wow. get like okay. 20 against Tampa, and, and Sean will make sure he gets it against Atlanta. It's a lock. Oh, lock. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Atlanta's terrible. It's a lock. Joey, what you got for us? Hey, what's up, Andrew? What's up, Ralph? Hey, man. Hey, um, so I was actually looking at something uh, about Ingram with the Texans, and I saw that I think it said like 62% of the time he faced – uh, loaded boxes. So if you look at 2020 Ingram with the Ravens, even though he didn't carry the ball much, he averaged, I think, 4.2 a carry. And yeah. listen, we all know the Texans are crap and their offensive line is crap and garbage. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, we don't need Ingram, you know, to be 2018 Ingram and average five yards a carry. I think he's a significant upgrade from anything else we got right now. Plus, like y'all said, Everybody on the team loves him. The coaching staff loves him. The city loves him. So it's a great morale boost for this team. And well, and I'll just say this: the one game where the Texans were the the the, the couple of times where the Texans were actually in games, Jaguars twenty six carries, eighty five yards, not great, three point three. The Colts eighteen carries for seventy three yards. Like when the when the Texans have been in games and decent, like markings and showed. Decent production. I still think he has a little bit. He's got a little bit left. I think he's got a little bit left. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he and, and you know, and he doesn't need to carry the ball 25, you know, 20, 25 times a game like he was with Houston. And yeah, and I had to, I had to actually, I had to shoot Dylan. Does he, does he need to stay away from David Onyemata? Does he need to, uh, do they need to not share <laughs> the, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, just saying. Gotta keep, yeah. Keep I don't know, but I think it's, you know, I was thinking back when Ingram was suspended a couple of years ago and, and he came back after the four-game suspension and now conveniently pretty much the same day that we get on Yamada back, we get Ingram back. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it's, just great. it's just great. I mean, so. I mean, this is just, I just, it just, it just, give, it just makes me feel good. Like, it just makes me feel good. I, this is like as good a feeling about the Saints as, as, as we've had in a long, long time. This is, why, this is why Sean Payton is a genius. Like, even if this doesn't take – like, let's just say Mark Ingram sucks. He's done. He's cooked. And, you know, he averages 2, 2.8 yards per carry. Like, that's what he provides the Saints with for the rest of the season, right? And it really doesn't take, and it's not great. Like, he has already lifted the vibes and the, oh. the, the mentality and the attitude – of the locker room, of the staff, of the building, and everyone loves him. And I, I'm just saying, like, even if he doesn't really have a great role on this team, he's going to be one of those guys where when they're in the playoffs and they're in the film room, he's got to bring energy and excitement every day. Like, you, can, that's a guy you can count on to do that. Can, and, and, and it's just like – you got it's like football. It's like any job. Like it's a commitment every day. You, you show energy, up. Man. Yeah. You got to show up and you got to do it. And like it, it just. We all know this, right? We have these coworkers where it's like, right. th- this guy, this person, makes it more pleasant walking in every day. Ingram is that guy. Yeah. Well, I think this is the ultimate Sean Payton, you know, experience. You know, everybody's saying, oh, we need a receiver. We need a receiver. And he goes out and signs a running back or trades for a running back. So that's pretty funny. (laughs) And and can we just pretend that this Sunday is the season opener for the Saints? Can we just pretend the giant game never happened? And that this – and thanks for joining us, Joey. Uh, I I appreciate it. Um, 
Uh, Andrew, can we just pretend that this is the season? Op- this is the home opener. I, I think this. I, I just think the atmosphere. So it's going to be electric. Like the the giant game. Well, until until the Saints win in the Superdome, the Packers remains the home opener. So <laughs> you know that's that's where I stand on that. Dude, th- this if the Saints don't win. And, and, and it'll be the first time since like 1982 that they've gone into November without a win in the Superdome. Which that, is just... that doesn't even count, though. I mean, this season know, has it's... been ridiculous. That's that's a total. Well, here I feel like you you just mentioned about giving the the building a jolt. I. I... I'm demanding. I feel like the Ingram trade. I need to change my pick for uh, Sunday. I know we, we turned it in and Thomas did the oh. graphic. I, 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 I had to rewrite half my Channel 4 column. Uh, I want to change my... I, yeah, is there, any, is there any fucking way in hell, Ralph, that Sean Payton doesn't get Mark Ingram in the end zone this Sunday? Oh, it's happening. It's, ha- it's happening. <laughs> I, I think the Saints, I, I would bet them plus five like they're they're a home but they're gonna be just because they picked up ingram yeah because i think because i think what you said it's not just about what he does on the field it's an it's an it's an energy that's gonna propel them i think it i think they're gonna be and 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 it's gonna propel the fans right yeah and i think i just think the saints want to give it to tampa and be like yeah they beat us in the playoffs but we own them twice in the regular season. This is still our division. And I still think the Saints have the personnel that gives Tampa trouble. Antonio Brown's not going to play. Malcolm Jenkins is going to wreck Gronk. He's going to throw hot sauce on them ribs, and it's going to be fine. Like, the Saints have the personnel to match up with yeah. Tampa. The only question is – I was going to say this. When you're, when you're Gronk and you're coming back with bad ribs – Malcolm Jenkins is the last freaking person I want to face. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, because and I was I was uh, I was on a podcast with our our friend Ryan. They they do a podcast in Canada. It's a, it's a fun it's a fun thing podcast. And I was telling him this. You know, Malcolm Jenkins. He might. Did, not you, be- did you go on? Did you go on the Kiss podcast tonight? I did, and it was great. It was it was. Oh fun. yeah. I was, you know, I it's was funny. Fun. They he asked me he asked me to do that. And I said I couldn't, and and, and he asked oh, yeah. you instead. So I want you to know you were second I, I, in line. I was right. It was a Bring the Wood podcast. It's right. He's a friend. <laughs> he was a friend of ours. But I was doing it in my car, and I told him. I said, "Listen, <laughs> I said the Saints have the personnel to beat freaking Tampa." And the thing is, Malcolm Jenkins he might struggle against like elite tight ends like the Kelseys or the Darren Wallers. But these tight ends that are still okay or on the downside, like Jimmy Graham and Gronk, that are just big physical tight ends, not like Jenkins. He handles those dudes just fine. He did it all last year, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I have no worries about him with Gronk. In fact, he almost tore Gronk's ACL in week one last year. Uh, I mean, that shot that he put on Gronk, I really thought he was not gonna he was not gonna get up from that. So um, yeah, I have to admit, though, uh, Ralph, like the timing of this news, like I, I wish we could have delivered a podcast in real time. My, oh, my, my God. Was Ralph was getting physical therapy. My son was at flag football and I was dropping him off. Yeah, and, just the worst and, time. And, and, then I, and then I look at 
Twitter and I pride myself like we're always the first, always to drop news. Yeah, we just couldn't and I saw Ross Jackson had a podcast. I saw Chris Rosevaglu had podcasts, and I'm like, what is happening? Like these guys are beating us and putting podcasts out first. So <laughs> kudos to those guys. They made it happen. They made they beat us this time for the first time, and you know, yeah. It, uh, a thousand podcasts. They finally beat us to the punch. We, but we, I, I just want to say to hell with you, Saints. As soon as we loaded a podcast, you went, you you waited for me to go to my son's flag football game. You waited for Ralph to have yeah. his thing and you you you, you screwed us. And get the, get the get the get the transactions done before four o'clock, please. That's all we ask. If you get to, if you can get it done, we and you know what you called this, Ralph. We should have known when Mark Ingram was sitting out of practice today. That's right. That was the Throckmorton I sign that shit that he was that coming was a, to the Saints. I called and that was e. I mean, it was easy. They're like, oh, it, it's a veteran rest day. I'm like, he's not anywhere. Near, if he if it was a veteran rest day, you would see him and he would be on the side. Like, yeah, I, I'm. I'm also disappointed that Dave left because there was a Throckmorton signed joke to make about Ingram being back on the team. I just just want to point uh, that out. Well, before we, as it relates to Jay, Dave, I mean, before we get out of here, though, is, is Dave's Throckmorton sign pointing towards the Metairie facility? Sim <laughs> Bull is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Sim First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Go to Symbol.com, use the promo code SD today. Ralph Marlboro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. We'll see you there. What is what is a realistic um, projection or outlook for marking? Like what? Like if I said, well, if you look at Matt, he says that his first play is going to be a seventy-eight yard touchdown run. But I mean, what? What's like? I think a realistic. Thing for Mark Ingram, five carries a game, 20 yards, one catch for eight yards. I think that is a yeah, realistic. Yeah. He's getting that, a goal line carry, though. I mean, there's yeah. no freaking doubt. Yeah. Six, yeah. six to seven touches, give us 35 to 40 yards, and just lighten the load a little bit on Kamara, lighten the load a little bit on T- – because here's the thing, uh, Taysom – uh, you know, he might be out a while, and if he's out for then your short yardage is is a struggle, and you need Ingram, you know. So, um, 
Are the Saints done, Andrew? Do you think they got another move in them before Tuesday? Well, I saw Willie Sneed was added to the Panthers practice squad. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hear your, I hear your, I hear your collective boos as I say I that. <laughs> um, but you know, listen, it's. Uh, I think they need a receiver. There's no way around that. They have to get one. I don't really yeah. care who it is. It's just they need it. I know they're getting Michael Thomas back eventually. I did see the Keyshawn Johnson on first take. Keyshawn is Michael Thomas's uncle, by the way. He said that there was a chance That's that right. Michael Thomas would play this week. Um, I don't believe that because he hasn't practiced yet. You know, and I, until he practices, I just. Don't see how he can play. So, so we'll see. see. We'll see. Um, I, I'm not believing Curtis Johnson anymore. Uh, I'm not putting my faith in him. But uh, and 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 not Keyshawn either, for that matter. That's right. Uh, but but uh, you know, obviously, Camara. The Camara thing is more like a preventative thing, right? Like Camara played great last week, and and I'm not worried about running back until Camara gets hurt. So. It's only a concern in terms of workload, and it's like, again, it's a preventative thing. It's just concern that if they keep going down this path, that's how it's going to end. But, like, with receiver, well, I mean, the, the, we're already at that point. Like, the guy the guy yeah. that we worry about is injured. So, like, that position group is not performing. Well, and also, too, I think the, the, thing, with, the thing with Ingram that it does is if Tony Jones is injured and he's out longer than they feared – when you get into these games, maybe where the, the the Falcons or the Jets or Miami, where you have a game where it's not quite a blowout, but you're in a comfortable position and you just want to give your backup running back 10 or 12 carries and lighten the load on Camara because you're up 20 to 10 going into the fourth quarter, right? Ingram is a guy Sean Payton feels totally comfortable with where – you're beating the Jets 23 to 10 and you give Mark Ingram 12 carries in the fourth quarter and he gets 40, 40 yards or 35 yards, but it doesn't matter because he doesn't fumble and you don't need any more points. You just need to run that clock out where as another guy, you might not feel as safe with him as comfortable and you don't have to give those carries to Camara. So instead of getting 30 carries against the Jets in a kind of a blowout, he got 16, you know? So I, I think it, I think it's a real important thing. Yeah. Um. I just I, I'm over the moon. We got we got a couple. How do you? I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw this news, Ralph. But uh, Antonio Brown was on crutches, and I did see that. Uh, so it's potentially less likely that he's going to play this week. Uh, how significant of a factor do you believe that is going into this game? I believe it's a huge factor because the Saints have the personnel to cover all these Bucks receivers. But if you take one of them, basically, Antonio Brown, he played in the the second Tampa game was like his first game with the Bucks, so he wasn't really a factor. If he's going to not be, if he's not good, if he's not going to play, Andrew, to me, it's the same defense is the same that it was last year that wrecked Tampa twice. Like I think it's huge. I think the Saints can shut. I think the Saints can shut Tampa down. I really do. I I think they can get after Brady, and when you get it, when and you've said this, when you get after Brady, he becomes an old man very quickly if you can just hit him a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, we we've seen uh, three games against Tom Brady quarterbacking the Bucks, and neither ne- any of those three haven't been great. And really, the only time that he's ever gotten any traction was in the third game when. Juan Alexander was down and Alex Anzalone was in there and he just kept targeting him over and over. <laughs> That's right. And so and he wasn't even that good. He was 18 of 33 in that game. It yeah. wasn't like he lit. And, and so now Quan Alexander's back. And on top of that, Pete Warner is much better in coverage than Anzalone. So that matchup is gone. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And Tom Brady's going to go after Paul Sinadipo. I think we all see that clearly. And it's all going to be about how Paulson Adibo plays in this game. Yeah. We haven't even, I mean, with the, with the Ingram news, we haven't even talked about it. It's a Jameis revenge game. We'll get to that before we get out of here. Sam, you're with us. Sam, what you got for me, for us? Uh, yeah, I've kind of been off the radar for the last few weeks. I've been, I've been going to Chicago, Denver, and then obviously I'm going to New Orleans pretty soon here, and then I'm going to Houston. But, and I think like you just said, Ralph, um, from my experience of watching the Saints versus Brady, it just seems like when you actually can get through to Brady and you can get a hit on him or you can bring pressure to him, he doesn't seem to do very well under pressure. Yeah. I mean, no quarterback. Does. It's actually it's, – it's spe- Sam's right, and but it's especially pressure up the middle because he does not have – the pocket escapability. So you give Tom Brady, it's kind of like Drew Brees, you know, like neither of them are very mobile quarterbacks. And so uh, if they can step into a clean pocket and step into their throws, they're going to be accurate. The ball's going to be in the right spot. And so it's very similar to Drew that way. Uh, Obviously they're different quarterbacks. He has more height and all that, but, but, and this is where David Onyemata coming back I don't know. I hope he hits the ground running. It's going to be important for him to step <laughs> in his first game and, and, and wreck the Bucks interior because if he can, then I think life is going to be hell for Tom Brady. Yeah, they need – we said it on the podcast and I said they need they, – I think the defense is going to be fine, but they need – the Saints need – they got Ingram so they, get, they can lighten the load a little bit of Camara, but they need – they really need Deontay Harris to play – I don't know if Taysom's going to play. How do you feel about the game, Andrew? If I if I told you Deontay Harris and Taysom aren't playing Sunday, awful. I feel <laughs> awful. I feel awful. Um, just because I I think I'll say this again. I I think Jameis Winston has to elevate his play. Like not turning the ball over. I'm quoting you here. Not turning the ball over isn't enough. Um, it, it's going to take. Yeah moving the sticks on third and four, uh, make, making that accurate throw, uh, not just to Camara, but to Traquan Smith or to Callaway or whatever. And uh, Jameis really just hasn't demonstrated yeah. that he can do that consistently. So if he does, then I, I think the Saints can win. I mean, I know we had bad weather last week you know, in Seattle, and I, it was just a chippy game, obviously, but I just feel like we just had – way too many times where either, you know, our first down, it was just, you know, give the ball to Camaro to run. Like I could, I could read that play like, you know, 30 minutes in advance. I knew it was, I knew it was coming. And then at this, um, uh, the second thing is I feel like a lot of times, I think maybe towards later in, in the game that we just, he, Jameis would throw just like a quick short five yard pass at Camara and he would just go. I mean, it, it worked, I worked pretty decently, but I mean, it just, 
it's it's too predictable. We got to be able to be flexible in the offense, especially against you know better teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that, Sam, but yeah. I guess my question would be, who does the ball go to? Because because <laughs> you know Deontay and Taysom are really the two playmakers that have stepped up and moved the sticks besides Kamara. And you take those two guys away and, and like, who are you relying on? I mean, Juwan Johnson, you know, he, he's made a play here and there, but it's like, besides that, you got Traquan, you got Kenny Stills, you got Troutman. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's just a really well, crappy and, and group Sam, of guys. Thanks. Well, Sam, thanks for the, uh, thanks for joining us. Andrew, the one thing I will say is, you know, if, if, one of those two really good throws to either Kevin White or Stills, if one, if just one of those is completed and the play where Troutman is wide open but Jameis didn't see him and scrambled instead, if he throws that touchdown and he just completes one of those passes that was dropped, we feel – I think we feel a lot – maybe we feel a lot better. Oh, yeah, it's nine day. Nine day. And, and you said it, like, maybe the Superdome – gives these mediocre receivers, maybe the, the, the crowd and the home, maybe it gives them a, a boost, you know? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I want to hear from my dad. I want to hear from uh, Thomas. I see you guys are in the chat. By the way, uh, this is the best Spotify green room we've ever had. Obviously, Mark Mark Ingram has stoked the fire. I mean, we've had over That's 50 right. people in the room tonight, uh, which is by far the most yeah, we've had on Spotify green room. So thank thank you guys for downloading the app, uh, for, for getting in the room with us. And if you're listening to this after the show, download the Spotify green room app. Uh, we have a great time here and you can raise your hand, you can speak up and we love interacting with people. So uh, th this is part of our community. This is how we interact, get to know each other. And, and I love it. So uh, definitely raise your hand. Let us know if you want to chat with us. And I see. We yeah, got here your dad, he Mr. Jude. Hey, hey guys. Jude. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I just wanted to say real quick, listen, thanks for the great uh, live show last night. I think you hit all new highs. <laughs> For great, for great, great humor, along with the great input about the game. Uh, listen, I'm, 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 I am hugely stoked. Like you guys have been saying about Mark Ingram coming well, back. Hold on, Dad, Dad. Before you get into Mark Ingram, I just want to ask you, what kind of savage goes on a podcast and uses the bathroom for all to see? Was that as offensive to you as yeah. it was to us as hosts? It was agreed. I'm, I'm, it was agreed. I was, I was totally on the floor. Uh, I can't believe that I'm, I'm a huge you were, you fan were disgusted, of disgusted, right? Oh, totally disgusted. <laughs> it's it's totally in character for Dave, though. You know, He's either, look, Dave is either eating or potty on the show, right? It's one or the other. Yeah, right? he's like a toddler. But uh, no, and but, but kudos to Tomas. 
that uh, you guys pay him all those sausages and cheeses for good reasons, man. He, That's you right. know, and Andrew, your, your spy uh, scoped it out. And then, uh, you know, you were able to get Tomas to ch- track it down. So that, that just shows that your, your show has got a, just a whole new uh, level of forensics going on with yeah, Tomas I, out there. Yeah. But, uh, I, I told, I, yeah, Andrew, I was, I told him before you hopped on, I actually got the breaking news of Mark Ingram from Thomas because my phone wasn't quite working and he uh, DM'd me a message in discord, the breaking news graphic of Mark Ingram, which I will use on this Spotify podcast. So I got the, I got the news of Ingram from Thomas, which was nice. Yeah. Listen, Hey Ralph, you, you guys are first to the first to the game. 99 times out of 100. Okay, you had your physical therapy. Andrew's, you know, my grandson, Colin, had flag football. That's a, that's a complete one-off. You know, this, this show is great about Ingram and all that. Look, I'm a they huge gotta get, They got to get stuff done before four. That's all we ask. They get done stuff before four. Absolutely. Look, and Dylan, I see Dylan, I see you're still in, 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 the, uh, in the room. Uh, let You got to let Joey know. Joey Russo was actually, he texted me. He was the first to let me know about Ingram. He, he And he texted me. I guess Ralph finally got his wish. And I see that on my text and I'm like, what, what, what does this mean? And so I look at my phone and I check my voicemail and Ralph left me a, a, a Pell's got Zion type voicemail about Ingram. He's like, <laughs> let's go baby. We're getting the band back together. So anyway, oh God. that's how I found out. Shout out to Joey. Uh, oh no, listen guys. I thought it was a joke when I first saw it. I didn't. I thought of some, I thought Ralph was making a joke no, when I saw the podcast. I've never been allowed to say Yeah, I'm a huge. Listen, I'm a huge Ingram fan. Listen, I'm. I'm still. I'm still on my 11 and six train. I think that right. you know I was hugely disappointed this week about about Will Lutz and no visibility on Michael Thomas. But this to me is a game changer in terms of momentum and team spirit. You know, in the building in yep. the locker room, like you guys are saying. And so to me, this is going to be a whole new dynamic for the whole team that I think, you know, we and the fan base can build on. So uh, really looking forward to the rest of the season. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope Dave can either, you know, minimize the potty stuff on the podcast or at least maybe, he you know, he can go get the video off or something. Well, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram's on the team now. So I feel like Dave's potty trips are only going to maximize. That's right. Weeks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Great to talk, guys. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Mr. Juju. Thanks. All right, Andrew, before we get out of here – Dr. Uh, Thomas, you got nothing for us, Mr. Fink. Doctor, Doctor Fink. Yeah, we, it's 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 not it's nice. Yeah, he said to, he's coming on in sixty seconds. Sorry. We it's nice to not have uh, talk about injury news. Although Dr. Thomas is great, it's nice to not be talking about injuries. Instead, we're fired up about Ingram. Uh, it's just fun, you know. Uh, this team, man, Andrew. I, I just. And look, I'm I'm wrong a lot about the Saints, you know that. But I just feel like this is gonna this is gonna energize them for this game. I, I think I think I think we're gonna get the Saints. We're gonna get as good and as focused an effort as we got against Green Bay. And I don't I don't know I don't know if that'll be enough because the Saints just Sean Payton just pants to Matt Lafleur, like he just coached rings around him. I don't know if he can quite yeah. do that to Arians, uh, but I, I think the Saints are going to give us a hell of an effort, and I think it's. Gonna I be, think he can. I think it's going to be a hell of a show on uh, on on Sunday three thirty, and of course it'll probably be awesome because I'll have to. Miss I, I don't know. Game. I don't know how to put this, but my my favorite Mark Ingram uh, 
memory is that he he this is against the 49ers and I think it was in San Francisco uh, but he breaks a long run for a touchdown 50 60 yards and I think that 49ers were really bad at the time and it was kind of one it was kind of one of those games where it's like the team had kind of quit they weren't trying very hard you know maybe it was late in the season or maybe that guy's injured or whatever but I just remember Ingram breaking a 50 yard run and he's standing in the end zone and the camera picks up what he screams and he just goes, you know, I, I'm not going to repeat the word obviously cause I'm a white man or whatever, but he just, you know, he just says the fuck is wrong with these, you know, <laughs> you know profanity, you know, <laughs> racial profanity, but like, he throws it out there and like, that's my favorite memory of Ingram because like the camera picks it up but like it's just like quintessential Ingram like he's just always like you can't stop me from scoring this 50 yard run what the fuck's wrong with you like I don't know it's like he's the great how dare you not try yeah, as hard as he is me just at all the, he's the freaking greatest and he always brings that to everything that he does and like I don't know as fans as a podcast like as people that consume all this content, like we need that energy and that like, I don't even care how yeah. he does on the field. Like, it's just, I want him to break Deuce's record because dude deserves it. And he's a great saint and he, he never should have left. And it's just beautiful to see him back. Dr. Thomas is with us. Dr. Thomas, is there any kind of like steroids or, supplements that Ingram can take that won't be detected <laughs> in his P test that he has to do after the game. Do you know of any? Oh yeah. All all the steroids. <laughs> HGH is HGH is actually pretty hard to detect. So uh, well, well he's already been popped for it once, so <sighs> the next the next pop is a full season. I, I do want to <laughs> offer up this if uh, upon hearing this news and you consider yourself a Saints fan, if your Throckmorton sign wasn't at high noon, then check your pulse. You might not be alive. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, this is great. This, the Saints, man, they just like, it's kind of like a dreary, slow Wednesday. No, the Saints are picking it up. But um, I, I got to say, like, of all the guys, because the, there's a long history now of ex-Saints being brought back, you know, Roman Harper, Jermon Bushrod. Yeah. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Robert Meacham. Uh, who, who else, Ralph? I mean, Jari Evans was brought back. Jari Evans. Jari uh, Evans is probably the, the peak example of, like, maximum. They, they got exactly what they desperately needed. Like, Malcolm Jenkins. But, Malcolm like, Jenkins. But, but of all these dudes – who have we been more excited about than Mark Ingram? Honestly, none of them. None of, none them. of them. None. None of them. We were like, oh, Me- Meacham is back. Eh, eh. Like e- even Malcolm Jenkins, who to his credit has been awesome since he's been back. I think a lot of people are like, man, they paid a lot of money for him. Yeah, I don't know. He might. He might be watched. Yeah, I was like, he's old. Yeah. Should they have kept Vaughn Bell? He's younger yeah. and cheaper. Yeah. So, like, so there's a lot weird. of that going on. No one was excited about Roman Roman Harper. Let's all be honest about that. Uh, yeah, really good. You know, Bushrod was kind of whatever. Even Jonathan Goodwin, like I was super pumped, you know, because I had a relationship with him. But like most people were like, yeah, Jonathan Goodwin, maybe maybe he'll start at center. But like I I can't think of a Saints player that was brought back that 
anyone was more excited about the Mark Ingram right now. No, because never. Like the, the, the guy's got charisma for miles. He's infectious. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited because the Saints will get Sean Payton after you know after practice tomorrow, I guess, and. Uh, maybe even Ingram will like meet with the media and chat it up with the media a little bit. Well, what do you think of Thomas like blood doping? He can do that, right? Yeah. That's undetectable. Can we can we at least get a blood doping? Is that safe? There's that there's stuff that's undetectable. There is. I, I don't know how easy it is to get, but it's out there. It's definitely out there. I mean, how how good does Ingram have to play for the, the NFL to just be like, yeah, dude, right after the game, come pee in this cup? Now, here's a Ralph. I got another a little tidbit for you, which is actually pretty hilarious. Uh, you know, we always joke about how Sean Payton has me blocked on Twitter. Well, That's Mark right. Ingram also has me blocked on Twitter. And I have no <laughs> idea why. I have no idea why. I think he was maybe mad at some grade I gave him back when I did the player grades on Saints Nation like 10 years ago. But or eight years ago, but whatever. But he blocked me on Twitter. I have no idea why, because never. It's not like I ever went at him on social media and threw him shade or anything. But I am blocked by Mark Ingram on Twitter, and it's super annoying because now he's back and he's tweeting this stuff that I can't see. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that's that's the thing. Sounds like a case for uh, Connor Payton. Maybe he's got his. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to. Uh, I don't know. Are you guys interested in making a little commentary on the, the Will Lutz loss? Yeah, that's what I was. My one question before you get out of here, Doctor Thomas. Will Will Lutz? Yeah. What? What? Like, what do you think? Like, what? What do you think happened? What's the long term? Andrew and I talked about this extensively. It's kind. Of, it's really hard to know because I don't know what type of surgery he had. There's a There's a difference between a true inguinal hernia. In a sports hernia, sports hernia isn't an actual hernia. It's called that, but it can kind of lead to it. And I, I don't know what he probably had a sports hernia and he had some kind of reinforcement of a really bad uh, strain or something in the pelvic region. And our our best guess after kind of talking about it, because Andrew's got a lot of good insight on this stuff, is that um, he probably worsened what he had had or um in trying to compensate and come back he might it might have evolved into an actual hernia now he's got to have a secondary surgery and the fact that he's going to be gone for the whole season um really points to possibly another at least procedure maybe operation i don't know if we'd ever actually hear if it came out but um, that's kind of the best guess that we have. Of course, speculation as always. I wish I wish I had more insight into. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's all speculation. But no, I I, I think look, his, his initial prognosis was eight to twelve weeks, and you just got to look at it like this. We're week seven, and he he's already saying I'm done. I'm out for the year, and we've got 10, 11 weeks left, and so. Yeah, that that kind of meets the, his original prognosis on the high end, right? Because that, that means he's basically out 11, 12 weeks. And so if, he, if he's already shutting it down for the season, my, I can only suspect and conclude that he's going under the knife again because we know how these NFL teams work, Ralph. We know they're like, get this guy on the field as quickly as possible. And the athletes know it too. The athletes are the same way. They're like, they know they have a yeah. limited shelf life in terms of their ability to make money and be on the field. And 
the longer they're away from the field, the the easier replaced they are. And he, I mean, for God's sakes, the guy kicking for the Saints right now just made a game winner. And so, you know, for him to shut it down, I, I think it's a pretty significant injury. And so, you know, talking to Thomas about it, I mean, the big concern here is just long term uh, the the muscle atrophy. Uh, you know, the amount of torque when you're a kicker, it, it's, it's one thing, and I've never seen in my history with sports hernias and groin injuries, I've never seen a guy not come back from it. We've seen Patrick Robinson have this injury. We've seen uh, Shockey have this injury. We've seen a lot of – tons of Saints players have had it over the years. And once they have the surgery, they come back and they play. Uh, uh, Jabari Greer was another guy who had that. And Lutz is the first one to come back, try to rehab it, re-injure himself, and then – have to get a secondary surgery. I have never seen that from a Saints player. And, yeah. you know, it's different when you're a kicker. You know, the, the torque that you have in your pelvis and your hips, um, obviously he maybe pushed it too hard or whatever. But um, to me, I, and I'm not the doctor, so I'll let Thomas speak on this. But to me, that's really concerning in the sense that uh, it, it's a failed surgery. Yeah, it would it would be if we're right about that. It, he probably had an erectus abdominis strain, really bad, maybe a tear, and he either retore that or there's other there's three big elements that you can have with a sports hernia, and one of the others might have progressed or come into play. And uh, I don't I, he can come back from that stuff. It, it is different being a kicker. Those other players aren't doing the kind of things he's doing through that place in your body and i think that he'll come back he can come back Mm -hmm. from this stuff uh to his his final true form of big nuts lutz but it's definitely a little cause for concern i mean you don't just shut somebody down like this i mean his his nuts are extra big right now right they're quite swollen probably purple (laughs) uh yeah well yeah yeah, well, thank thank you, Doctor Thomas, for that update. But one thing, well, well, what, what was it? What was it that Thomas said? Erectus? What was it? Erectus? What? What was the first thing you said there, Thomas? Erectus something? Erectus abdominis. Yeah. What, what are the odds that Dave Cariella has erectus abdominis right now and doesn't even know it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks, Dr. Thomas. And before we get out of here, I just want to say, um, Andrew, you know, it seems really bad and it seems like, oh, my God, kickers going to ruin the Saints are going to be shuffled through these kickers is going to ruin their season. But look, in 2013, the Saints kicking Garrett Hartley became a disaster and Sean Payton had to cut him. He was a Super Bowl hero. They brought in Shane Graham and Shane Graham kicked them, kicked, kicked the field goal. Was there uh, the Saints? Ralph, uh, I'm going to need to cut you off here and demand that you refer to him by his correct name, which is Saints legend. Shane Graham? Yeah. The only ginger that I ever thought was worth a damn. Um, just so you know. Uh, but, guys, we're going to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for hopping on the Spotify. This is the most biggest, most fun Spotify we've had. And everybody that's listening to the podcast later, support – our podcast. We need your support so we can keep doing the amazing work we do. 
Become a patron. Yeah. And, $10 so many of you were so many of you were in the room. I just want to say way too many of you. And I, I'm looking at you. I'm seeing all your faces and all your icons. Uh, and too many of you are not raising your hand and wanting to speak. So we that's right. We want to interact with you. So next week, no more. excuses. Next week. Think of good questions. Think of good comments, whatever. But uh, interact with us. Yeah, that's right. But support the show. We need your support. And you support the show, you get in the Discord community. Our Discord community was bananas. It's still bananas over the Ingram trade, and it's much, much more fun than regular old social media. So do it. So, guys, thanks for joining us, and we will see you again tomorrow. Boom and zoom, baby. Who that?